welcome to Leap of Faith Podcast. My name is Lorraine, and I am your host uh, reading today. This is um, Acts chapter 23, and we are episode 23.2. And uh, so I want to say welcome, and thank you for joining me today. <clears throat> Taking time out of your busy schedule, I'm sure. Uh, you probably got work and kids and all sorts of stuff going on, so... Um, I'm just glad that you were able to take a minute and uh, or 10 or 15 or 20, depending on how long this takes. Uh, but um, I'm just glad that you're here and I'm glad that we are on this journey together. So, uh, so we again, like I said, we are episode 23.2 and uh, we will continue reading about Paul being on trial. And uh, so um, it'll be uh, some more interesting. Uh, reading and uh, sort of building up and telling you more about how the church is being uh, is growing and um, so and about you know Paul's journey uh, you know trying to get the word out so <clears throat> so let's uh, let's start in prayer as we always do and uh, and then we'll continue with our reading and um, I I forgot to do uh, proverbs uh, with Jeremiah on Friday. So uh, I, I'm going to continue. I'm going to go by day by day. So today is the 7th. Uh, today is the 7th of March. I don't know what time or day you're listening to this. But uh, so we're going to do the 7th uh, chapter in Proverbs. So we're doing a chapter a day for Proverbs. So, you know, you can do your Proverbs uh, on the off times. Uh, if I miss it, you know, feel free to, to read it on your own. So, <clears throat> all right. Let's, uh, let's begin in prayer. Holy and Heavenly Father, we are so thankful for you and for the gift of your Son, Jesus. Um, we are thankful that you are our Holy and Heavenly Father and grateful that you're in control, that you are sovereign, and that you love us so much. Um, and we love you so much. Uh, we thank you for providing for us and taking care of us, uh, giving us your word to read every day so that we get to know you more and more, and we build our relationship with you. Lord, we are most grateful for the gift of your son, Jesus Christ, and his death on the cross. It is his death, it's his blood that is shed for our sins uh, that brings us everlasting life. So Lord, we're just so thankful that he died for us. Uh, even though we were undeserving of it. We didn't earn it, and uh, you can't earn it. You just have to believe. Uh, I pray over all the people out there who are listening. Lord, just put a covering over them, and uh, whatever their needs are in this moment, I don't know what they are, but you do. And so I pray uh, for whatever needs they, they are having, uh, whether it's financial or physical, uh, maybe it's uh, marital problems or children, or maybe they're just, maybe they're not having any problems. Maybe they're just, you know, so blessed by you. Uh, but I pray that you get all the glory uh, when the, the prayers are answered and when uh, their needs are fulfilled. Lord, I, I pray for you to receive all the glory. Uh, Lord, uh, put a blessing over this moment as we're reading through your word. Uh, reveal to us what it is that you want us to know and uh, help us to understand you more and more. <clears throat> Lord, take us where you want us to go. Let us meet the people you want us to meet. 
Let us say the words you want us to say and keep us out of your way. In Jesus' name, amen. So, uh, so again, we are, uh, for the third time, yeah, if you didn't hear it the first two times, or maybe you're just joining me at this moment, I don't know. Uh, it is episode 23.2, and we are in chapter 23. So let's begin. Let me get my readers on. I did pre-read it. It's uh, some good stuff I, I found. I did a, a lot of highlighting. I don't know if you can see that. Yeah. So anyway, it's upside down. And uh, for those of you uh, who don't know, if maybe you're new to this Bible study, but we do use the Daily Walk Bible, the New Living Translation. Um, you can get this on uh, Amazon. You can go to Barnes & Nobles. Uh, I think I paid like $12 for this or something like that. So uh, this is just the Bible that we chose just because it's, you know, pretty user-friendly, I guess, for lack of a better word. So, all right, so let's begin. <clears throat> so we're back at, uh, I'm going to read the, the verse before um, from the last chapter. So Paul before the high council. <clears throat> Excuse me. The next day, the commander ordered the leading priests into session with the Jewish high council. He wanted to find out what the trouble was all about, so he released Paul to have him stand before them. Gazing intently at the high council, Paul began, Brothers, I have always lived before God with a clear conscience. Instantly, Ananias, the high priest, commanded those close to Paul to slap him on the mouth. But Paul said to him, God will slap you, you corrupt hypocrite. What kind of judge are you to break the law yourself by ordering me struck like that? Those standing near Paul said to him, Do you dare to insult God's high priest? I'm sorry, brothers. I didn't realize he was the high priest, Paul replied. For the scriptures say you must not speak evil of any of your rulers. <clears throat> Paul realized that some members of the high council were, were Sadducees and some were Pharisees. So he shouted, Brothers, I am, I am a Pharisee, as were my ancestors, and I am on trial because my hope is in the resurrection of the dead. This divided the council, the Pharisees, against the Sadducees, for the Sadducees say there is no resurrection or angels or spirits, but the Pharisees believe in all these. <clears throat> so there was a great uproar. Some of the teachers of religious, religious law who were Pharisees jumped up and began to argue forcefully. We see nothing wrong with him, they shouted. Perhaps a spirit or an angel spoke to him. As the conflict grew more violent, the commander was afraid they would tear Paul apart. So he ordered his soldiers to go and rescue him by force and take him to the fortress. That night, the Lord appeared to Paul and said, Be encouraged, Paul. Just as you have been a witness to me here in Jerusalem, you must preach the good news in Rome as well. The plan to kill Paul. <clears throat> the next morning, a group of Jews got together and bound themselves with an oath not to eat or drink until they had killed Paul. There were more than 40 of them in the conspiracy. They went to the leading priests and elders and told them, We have bound ourselves with an oath to eat nothing until we have killed Paul. So you and the high council should ask the commander to bring Paul back to the council again. Pretend you want to examine his case more fully. We will kill him on the way. But Paul's nephew, his sister's son, heard of their plan and went to the fortress and told Paul. 
Paul called for one of the Roman officers and said, take this man to the commander. He has something important to tell him. So the officer did, explaining, Paul, the prisoner, called me over and asked me to bring this young man to you because he has something to tell you. The commander took his hand, led him aside, and asked, What is it you want to tell me? Paul's nephew told him, Some Jews are going to ask you to bring Paul before the high council tomorrow, pretending they want to get some more information, but don't do it. There are more than 40 men hiding along the way, ready to ambush him. They have vowed not to eat or drink anything until they have killed him. They are ready now, just waiting for your consent. Don't let anyone know you told me this, the commander warned the young man. Paul is sent to Caesarea. Then the commander called two of his officers and ordered, get 200 soldiers ready to leave for Caesarea at 9 o'clock tonight. Also, take 200 spearmen and 70 mounted troops provide horses for Paul to, to ride and get him safely to Governor Felix. Then he wrote this letter to the governor. From Claudius Lysias to His Excellency, Governor Felix, greetings. This man was seized by some Jews and they were about to kill him when I arrived with the troops. When I learned that he was a Roman citizen, I removed him to safety. Then I took him to their high council to to learn the basis of the accusations against him. I soon discovered the charge was something regarding their religious law, certainly nothing worthy of imprisonment or death. But when I was informed of a plot to kill him, I immediately sent him on to you. I've told his I'm sorry, I've told his accusers to bring their charges before you. So that night, as ordered, the soldiers took Paul as far as Antip Antipatris, Antipatris, <clears throat> and yeah, anyway, they returned to the fortress the next morning while the mounted troops took him on to Caesarea. When they arrived in Caesarea, they presented Paul and the letter to Governor Felix. He read it and then asked Paul what province he was from. Cilicia, Paul answered. I will hear your case myself when your accusers arrive, the governor told him. Then the governor ordered him kept in the prison at Herod's quarters. <clears throat> so um, I did highlight a, a bunch of stuff just because it was kind of giving, um, for lack of a better word, a history of what was going on to with Paul and his uh, being on trial before the high council. <clears throat> so... Uh, it starts off with, brothers, I've always lived with God with a clear conscience. And instantly Ananias, the high priest, commanded the, those close to Paul to slap him. I don't know what that exactly means. Um, now, if you look down at the very first asterisk for 23.1, I guess, oh, they're just saying that the high council is also called the Sanhedrin. Uh, and then... Paul says, you know, calls him a hypocrite. So if you go down to 23.3, Greek, you white, it's a whitewashed wall. A hypocrite is a whitewashed wall. I don't know exactly what that means, but I find that interesting. Uh, I'm going to circle that just because I'm kind of curious about it. If I have time, I'll look it up, but I don't have a lot of time these days. Um, so, uh, 
he, then he realizes that uh, he's speaking to a high priest and he's not supposed to do that. But then he realizes that the high council were Sadducees and some were Pharisees. And he says, I, I'm a Pharisee and my ancestors were too. And I believe in the hope in the resurrection of the dead. So obviously, if you read on a little bit further, it's uh, this divided the council between the Pharisees and Sadducees um, because the Sadducees don't believe in the resurrection angels or spirits and the Pharisees do. So there's a split. So I think this was kind of um, strategic on Paul's part. I don't know for sure. Uh, and I don't think we'll find out until we get into 24 uh, how this worked for him. But um, so they're fighting against each other. And then it, this I thought was interesting. The commander, the Roman commander, was afraid they would tear Paul apart. So he ordered his soldiers to go and rescue him. And, you know, I don't know who this guy is, but, you know, he apparently likes Paul enough to want to save him. Plus the fact that he knows that Paul is a Roman uh, citizen. So he knows that, you know, there's steps that have to be made, apparently, so that it's done correctly. <clears throat> so then you have the next morning a group of Jews, and it doesn't say who. Uh, it just says Greek, the Jews. I don't know what that means. Um, they bound themselves with an oath that they wouldn't eat or drink until they killed Paul. And then, of course, Paul's nephew uh, hears the plot against him. Um, and so he says, you know, he asks the Roman officer to take him to the commander. The commander hears the story and says, you know, don't tell anybody about this to the nephew. You know, he wants to make sure that it's kept under wraps so he can get Paul out uh, safely. Then uh, he orders for, you know, the 200 soldiers and the 70 mounted troops. And then he writes a letter to the governor, Felix. And this is, a, so it's from Claudius Lysias. So apparently the commander is got a name now, which I think is interesting. And then of course the governor who's going to uh, listen to the, to the, um, you know, Paul's judgment or whatever, being on trial. Uh, so he tells the story to Governor Felix. And then, um, so Governor Felix reads the letter and he finds out that Paul is from Cilicia. I don't know what the relevance of that is. And so he says, I will hear your case myself when your accusers arrive. And so they kept him in the prison at Herod's quarters. So that's where we're at. 24 tomorrow will be Paul appears before Felix. So we're going to hear about the trial in front of Felix. So I don't really have a takeaway uh, for this because, um, you know, I think this is just kind of setting up uh, sort of a prelude to what's going to be happening to Paul. And uh, so we're just going to kind of watch this unfold. So, uh, so that's it for today for the chapter. Let's go ahead and read our Proverbs which today, like I said, is March 7th. So we're going to read uh, chapter 7 in Proverbs. <clears throat> Another warning about immoral women. So there must have been one before this. Uh, truthfully, I haven't been reading my Proverbs. I'm just going to be clear about that. I, I got sidetracked. And so, um, but we're going to do this this week, five days. Uh, Follow my advice, my son. Always treasure my commands. 
obey my commands and live. Guard my instructions as you guard your own eyes. Tie them on your fingers as a reminder. Write them deep within your heart. Love wisdom like a sister. Make insight a beloved member of your family. Let them protect you from an affair with an immoral woman, from listening to the flattery of a promiscuous, promiscuous woman. While I was at the window of my house looking through the curtain, I saw some naive young men, and one in particular who lacked common sense. He was crossing the street near the house of an immoral woman, strolling down the path by her house. It was at twilight in the evening as deep darkness fell. The woman approached him, seductively dressed and sly of heart. She was the brash, rebellious type, never content to stay at home. She is often in the streets and markets, soliciting at every corner. She threw her arms around him and kissed him. And with a brazen look, she said, I've just made my peace offerings and fulfilled my vows. You're the one I was looking for. I came out to find you and here you are. My bed is spread with beautiful blankets with colored sheets of Egyptian linen. I've perfumed my bed with myrrh, aloes, and cinnamon. Come, let's drink our fill of love until morning. Let's enjoy each other's caresses, for my husband is not home. He's always on a long trip. He has taken a wallet full of money with him and won't return until later this month. So she seduced him with her pretty speech and enticed him with her flattery. He followed her at once, like an ox going to slaughter. He was like a stag caught in a trap, awaiting the arrow that would pierce its heart. He was like a bird flying into a snare, little knowing it would cost him his life. So listen to me, my sons, and pay attention to my words. Don't let your heart stray away toward her. Don't wander down her wayward path, for she has been the ruin of many. Many men have been her victims. Her house is the road to the grave. Her bedroom is the den of death. Hmm. Well, that's some pretty heavy-duty stuff there, telling you what not to do. Um, I just thought it was interesting how she starts off telling him, where was it? I've made my peace offerings and fulfilled my vows. I thought that was interesting because I think what she's trying to say here is that I am being a good, um, I don't know if she's Jewish or not, but if she is, she's being a good Jew by offering her peace offerings. So she's trying to say, I think that I'm, I'm a good person. So, you know, you know, so I've made my peace offerings to God and, and you're the one I was looking for. You know, you're the guy I was praying for. And so she's trying to say, God has blessed me with you and, you know, apparently she's married, so she's not a good woman. She's committing adultery, and so, you know, and he's being foolish, uh, which is kind of sad. So uh, I think she's, I think you got to be, you know, I don't, I don't know ex exactly, but I think, you know, stay away from that. You know, you're going to hear a lot of, you know, immoral people saying some immoral things, and I think that he, God's trying to tell you to stay away from that. And then I, I also, I, there's a couple of key, word, key phrases over here. He followed her at once like an ox going to the slaughter. I mean, that's like, we've heard that a majillion times, right? Uh, waiting, he was like a stag caught in a trap. He was like a bird flying into a snare. Um, don't let your heart stray toward her. Don't wander down her path. For she has been the ruin of many 
of many a man, which is in a song, I think. The House of the Rising Sun, I think that's part of that song, which is kind of interesting. Uh, that they're quoting the Bible. Uh, so anyway, stay away from immoral women, I guess is what this is saying. Go find yourself a godly woman if this is a if you're a man listening to this podcast. So uh, that's it for today. Um, again, I will lead you uh, in the prayer. Uh, if you have not made a decision for Christ, if you would like to become a follower, um, this is your moment. And uh, we will say the prayer. And uh, if you're a believer, you can say the prayer as well, uh, just to reaffirm your um, beliefs. And it's not a magic prayer. We say this every night. I know you all get tired of me saying it, um, but it's not. You have to believe it in your heart, say it with your mouth, and you have to accept Jesus into your heart. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, today I put my trust in you. I am not perfect and know that I have sinned against you. Please forgive me. I thank you for the sacrifice of your son, Jesus, your one and only son. It's his perfect and spotless blood that covers all of my sins, past, present, and future. On this day, I accept him into my heart as my Lord and Savior and will live my life for him. Thank you for my salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. If you said that prayer for the first time, congratulations and and just welcome into the kingdom of heaven basically uh today you know that uh you if you were to die today you know where you're going that's the bottom line now and that's what we want to know you know if you ask yourself do you know where you're going if you die today and this is not my thoughts i used to hear my pastor say that all the time you know uh, the thief on the cross jesus said to him you know today you will be with me in heaven because he believed in him. So um, I believe that. I believe that we take our last breath here on earth and our first breath in heaven. So um, I hope that uh, you find a church, a pastor, uh, somebody who can help you navigate into your new life. And um, I encourage you to get in part of a ministry, volunteer, um, I was blessed this weekend. Uh, I got to go to David Jeremiah's church out here in El Cajon. Um, I was, I felt like home. It felt so good to be there. I've been watching him uh, on the internet for the whole COVID, well, most, you know, since I've been here, uh, pretty much, we've been watching him at least in the mornings on Turning Point. Uh, so today I was, or Saturday night, we were blessed. And we went to go listen to him. The music was great. It was so nice to worship in person again. It was, oh my gosh, it it felt like home. I can't say that any other way. I'm not saying you have to go to church at David Jeremiah's church. I hope I'm not uh, saying anything I shouldn't say. But uh, it it was just amazing going to that church. So I encourage you to get to a church if you feel comfortable at this point, just because, you know, we're still dealing with the COVID thing. And so this is dating uh, this podcast because we are still in the middle of um, COVID. Well, it's starting to taper off at this point where we don't have to wear masks and things are starting to get better. So anyway, uh, so that concludes uh, today's uh, episode. And uh, again, I'm so thankful that you were able to take time out of your day, morning, noon, night to listen. And um, 
I am gonna say good night because it is nighttime here and uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Have a good one. God bless you.